If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. I think hosting for me is the most authentic performance you can do. Short of maybe comedy, like if you're a stand-up comedian, but even that is an act. But I think for me, hosting is you just asking questions. So your true curiosity coming out, your true passions coming out, really hearing people communicate and can go deep, you know, and also get people to reveal weird things about themselves. And you never know where the conversation is going to go. So I think hosting to me is just authenticity, if you will. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. There's some damsels in the DMs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them. Yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Lauren. And I'm Alejandro. And everybody has been missing you, Alejandro. Tell the people where you've been. Uh, it's been a busy time and I've missed you too. But um, life has been wild. I'm super, super grateful for so much that's going on. I mean, I'm grateful for my day job. I'm grateful for opportunities to act. Uh, since January, January through March, I was in the Frida Kahlo 10-Minute Theater Festival. There was a part one and part two. I acted in a total of three different 10-minute acts, which was such a great exercising opportunity in terms of acting and, you know, just kind of flexing in terms of trying to express more comedic things and then also on the other side of that expressing more dramatic roles so a lot of theater work has been in the recent past and i'm looking forward in the end of april for the production of arena the house musical which is going to be put on by casa 0101 out of boyle heights and it'll be performed at the la lgbt center but enough about me i'm 
doing whatever. No, you were so fabulous in your play. My dad was my dad was joking after seeing Alejandro in his play. He was like, "Man, he was really good." Because I had the opportunity to go to LA a couple weeks ago, and um, he was joking that maybe I should give up acting and become an agent after having discovered Alejandro, and now he's having this fruitful career. (laughs) Dope. It's just, I mean, I'm excited, and like I said, I'm just super grateful for the opportunities to collaborate and bring stories to life with people who are just as passionate about storytelling. And I'm sure you experience that on a daily basis in everything that you're doing. How, what projects are keeping you busy? Well, you know, most days I feel like I'm being like uh, rolled over with one of those, like, what are they called? Like <laughs> little pin needles, you know, when you roll out some cookie dough. That's me, like with how spread I'm being thin with the many roles I play in this life. But no, things are going really well. I feel very lucky, just like you do, to be able to pursue these um, creative endeavors. But getting ready to film my uh, project about my time in Quaker school this summer. So, I mean, it's it's like you end one project and then the next one just comes and hits you over the head. You know, I feel like I still haven't even uh, grieved that project. That's the one thing about grad school is like when we filmed Defining Dodo, we like devoted everything to Defining Dodo, you know? Yeah. And then when you're in school, it's like you do finish one project and they don't you don't have the time really to like devote to that one project because you're moved on to the next project. So, you know, time is precious, my friends. Today, I was on two Zoom calls on video at the same time while trying to eat my lunch. And I was like kind of like a a squirrel, like looking back and forth between the two calls. And it's like I would make a serious expression in one of the Zoom calls, but then the other people would be laughing about something. So I'd have to like nod and then quickly smile over at the other section. I really felt like... Crazy You're chaotic. like an octopus. The, ah. All the tentacles are busy doing something and not even one left over to feed yourself with. <laughs> oh my God, I would love to be an octopus. That would be amazing. And like I could pet Ernie with one octopus arm, you know? Speaking <laughs> of sea creatures, have you seen the previews for the new movie, The Kraken? No. I think Jane Fonda is doing like voiceover for the trailer, but it's so cute it looks really i'm really excited to see it it's like a children's story i don't know why i'm like geeked about it wow but when i come to la maybe we can go see it let's do it it looks really really good also wait a minute did i tell you we got into outfest no wait for undocumented tales yes that's amazing outfest fusion Fusion. we're doing the world premiere wait that's crazy somebody just um invited me to outfest fusion that's crazy Gotta come. April 1st is going to be the world premiere of episode one. Of I'm so excited. Thank you. Alfest is such an amazing festival, too. It is. It's cool to see that they're creating opportunities for diverse communities to be celebrated. Because I feel like for the longest time, there was this impression that it was a very exclusive group of content being celebrated or it wasn't as diverse. As yeah. It needed to be. So it's really amazing to see that there are steps being taken for content to be celebrated. And and I'm here for it. I'm excited. Absolutely. And speaking of somebody else who should be celebrated, today yes. we have Jennifer Golden on the podcast, who is the host of the It's Complicated podcast. She also works in influencer marketing. She does commercial acting. And what a joy. She really took us back to our roots of dating podcasts, you know, and it, it made me miss for a second telling you all about who you should be swiping on and not swiping on on the dating apps. Mm-hmm. I, I really admired the journey that she was describing with her current partner and being able to 
find so many different topics that are just that are relevant, engaging, and you know something that we can always take away from. I, I and also her voice. Oh my gosh, what a natural host! I'm obsessed. Oh my god! If you haven't heard, it's complicated. Definitely take a listen after you listen to our episode, of course. <laughs> and definitely in the way that she speaks about it as her life mission, I think is just so beautiful because like, you know, why else create if you don't see it as something that can really affect people and change the way people think and behave? Absolutely. And I really appreciated her discussion of things that she does to keep herself going at the start of every day and being able to, you know, experience a really productive day from that. I, I really it's nice and it's affirming to know that like there's always time for ourselves at least like those quiet moments at the beginning of the day because i feel like so often we can get caught up in the chaos of what needs to be done and often times demanding schedules so yeah 100 yeah, percent. let's get into it all right everybody well we are here with jennifer golden who is also part of the believe network family so thank you so much for being here of course. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor. So tell us everything about how you got into podcasting, where you're from, where you're now. And you also mentioned that you're into influencer marketing. So just walk us through everything that's gotten you to where you are. Of course. Well, it's a long story because I'm old and, you know, we have time. <laughs> right. Great. Good. Um, plus, I'm chatty because I'm a podcast host. So bear with <laughs> me, but I will try and synthesize this journey for you. I am from Miami, Florida, and I'm such a Miami person, like through and through. My soul is Miami. My music is very reggaeton jazz, all of the things. I am that girl. But um, I have been in LA now for, I want to say 16 years, but who's keeping track? I went to the University of Miami for broadcast journalism and theater. So naturally came out to LA to pursue acting and hosting. Did both of those things. Realized though, that while I am the most creative person and love to chat and all of that good stuff and definitely a performer by nature. I'm also somebody who loves money. <laughs> and so I got a job <laughs> and that job was in PR. And from there, I have done PR, marketing, um, events, tech, content strategy. And um, in the last, I want to say eight years, I've been doing influencer marketing. So I work for an agency and brands hire the agency to make their influencer marketing campaigns come to life and work with, you know, all kinds of brands, everything from Macy's to Marshall's to um, AT&T to Lexus. So big brands, little brands, all the brands. <laughs> so I'm curious how, with all of this amazing expertise that you have, where did the idea for It's Complicated come from? Oh, great question. Well, <laughs> I obviously could not let go of the entertainment side of my personality. And also my degrees are in that and all of my student loans. So <laughs> I have to, you know, follow that dream to the best of my ability while also making a living. Um, so I've always had my hand in both sides of the equation. So by day would, you know, have some sort of job and then by night would host shows at AfterBuzz TV. I was also a host on various TV shows and digital shows. So hosting naturally took me into podcasting and I had a radio show on LA Talk Radio with the owner of the network. I was his co-host for his morning show. However, I was also at the same time hosting a YouTube show that was called Two Drunk Girls. So 
it was me and my co-host and we would drink a glass of wine or what have you, our drink of the day, if you will. And we would talk about pop culture or dating and relationships or whatever topics that we were actually passionate about that were a little clickbaity, to be honest, but we felt ourselves gravitate toward dating and relationships conversations. And, you know, just us being two girls, friends, and in a group of girls, we always found ourselves coming back to the conversation about dating and relationships. It's just something that, you know, we could not escape. So we were like, well, we've got this YouTube show that we're hosting and we're really passionate about talking. Obviously the LA talk radio um, owner gave me a time slot to do a show. And so naturally we made it about dating and relationships called it's complicated. And we have been doing it for the past you know, I don't even know how many years at this point, because who can keep track of that? And everything just blurs into each other, especially with COVID. But we've been doing it for probably, I would say, six years. Wow. And yeah, and then the last year, we picked up a male co-host. And so now there's me, my co-host, Lauren, and our co-host, Rob. Wow, that's very funny, because we have me as a Lauren and a male co-host. And we also have a third who's Osh, not here, but so do you guys always have the three of you on from now on, or is it, do you split it? So more often than not, it's the three of us, but the great thing about having three people is that if somebody gets sick or can't make it, there's still other very qualified people who can talk about dating and relationships just fine mm -hmm. and we can proceed. But we do really like the nature of having the female and male perspective. And I, that is what we were you know, gearing towards when bringing on a male co-host that he could give a different perspective than Lauren and I could, because we're pretty similar in the way we see things. And we're both, you know, we were single females then in relationships. So our, our stories are a little bit similar and he brings this very different dynamic. He's also a part of the reality TV world. He's older. He just moved to Austin. So he's, you know, trying dating there for a change. And he's just, definitely an interesting perspective and, and a little sassy too and funny. So it's a good time to, you know, we hang out, we have fun, we chat. And I think all of us are learning a bit as we go. I know I learned something new when I saw the uh, one episode, I heard the episode about, what was it like alternative to cuffing season? You were talking about like winter coats or winter coating and <laughs> Uh, green, green dating, the whole new <laughs> set of technology that I was like, okay, this is, I, I appreciate that you say that because I too felt like I was learning something new. <laughs> There's so much moving all the time in terms of trends and things, and then also celebrity relationships and pop culture and viruses and all sorts of things that impact love. And so we try and stay on top of all of those things. Um, this week, we're actually releasing an episode on the Scandaval scandal um tom sandoval cheated on ariana maddox on vanderpump rules with one of the other gals on the show so you know it's all the rage so we're really trying to stay on top of all those things and what's great is that it's kind of like a therapy session because we mm -hmm. reveal a lot about ourselves we each weigh in on everything sometimes we've got experts who are like okay you're doing it wrong or let's talk through that and it's definitely an evolution i would say i learned a lot about dating and relationships from living it out on the show itself. And I think finally I'm a master dater, if you will, that's what we call our audience. Mm -hmm. The master dater as well. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you keep talking about dating interesting for yourselves? Cause I'm not sure if Cam mentioned to you, but we started as a dating podcast and then moved into like the business of creators, because as we're all actors, it was like, 
talking about dating all the time and revealing so much about your life can be so exhausting, you know, and we felt that we were more passionate about talking about entertainment industry things because those were naturally the guests that we brought on more frequently. So how do you think that you've been doing it for six years? Like it's still interesting to you. You're not tired of it and you're still able to like share so much of your personal life. Well, I think to start how we keep things interesting is we kind of alternate or crowdsource, if you will, topics. So if somebody is really passionate about something at that exact moment, like I was moving in with my boyfriend, we talked about it. Or um, Lauren had her second baby, we talked about it. Rob moved to Austin and now has to start dating from there. We talked about it. So it really is aligned with where we're at, um, you know, week in and week out, but also what's going on in current events, what's going on in dating apps and all of the rage. If there's a new app, we talk about it. Um, or if somebody's suddenly single, we'll talk about it. So there's, you know, us and our personal lives as far as topics go, as well as things that we see on the internet, news that comes out. I mean, memes, memes are, you know, very mm -hmm. abundant. So if we see a meme, because thankfully our algorithms now know us so well that the memes are very geared toward what we talk about. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I get therapist memes all the time, whether it's either like a joke about a relationship or something really serious, like five things to think about when you're coupling up or how to properly break up or get over a breakup. There are so many pieces of content out there that either we'll have that person on who posted it as a guest and then ask them questions or we'll use it as a starting point. So sometimes it even works in reverse. We'll use a meme and then we'll tag the person who posted it and then they'll come on as a guest later to do a follow-up interview. So it seems like you'd run out of things, but because we're also evolving and things are changing, like I started as single on the show and I've gone through all of my dates and I've had breakups and all sorts of things. Same thing with Lauren. And, and she, I think she met her now husband at the beginning of our show. Wow. She just gone through a breakup. She started dating him. And then, you know, we've learned about their progress along the way, marriage, two kids, the whole thing, everything they've got going on. And then same with me. I met my boyfriend eight months ago and we're already living together. So there's plenty of stuff to talk about there. And right before I started dating him, I was dating somebody else. And, you know, in terms of talking about all of this stuff on air, there's a little movie magic, of course, because sometimes I might be dating somebody in real time and not want to talk about them then, mm -hmm. but I might wait and talk about them later because there's something to extract from it. Like, you know, I'm not going to just blow up their spot and trash talk them, but hopefully there's something we can talk about that might be a lesson or something that I experienced that other people might also have experienced, or maybe they're going to, that might be helpful. So we approach it from that lens. And I mean, I, it's gotten me in trouble plenty of times. I've gone on dates and then talked about somebody and I, unbeknownst to me, they were a listener and, or they listened after the fact to see if I would talk about them. And then they would send me a text and give me a feedback on what I said. And I'm like, oh, Yo. oh no, oh my God. Uh -uh. Yeah. That is wild. I mean, it does kind of speak to the rawness or the, the open nature with which you one has to express themselves when you know hosting something like a podcast yeah and I don't keep it a secret it's out there you know my name oh, it you doesn't see sound it. like it's a secret Hell no, <laughs> no it's, it's, it's complicated and it's very public so you know when people have dated me in the past it's either been something they thought was awesome and they were celebrated and were proud of and encouraging 
And then there were others that could not handle the idea of potentially being spoken about or that my life is so public and that maybe at some point or another, I would speak about an issue we had or how I'm feeling about certain things, but I'm also not an asshole. Can we curse here? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, I'm not an asshole. So I'm usually quite respectful of people and their feelings. So I'm not going to take the low road. I'll take the high road and how I explain how something went down in my current situation with my boyfriend. He is very, very supportive of everything going on. In fact, when we moved in together, he wanted to build me a podcast room. <gasps> Stop it. That is so precious. Oh my, did you say yes? No, we don't have oh. room. I need all that closet space I can get. Okay. So <laughs> no, thank you. that makes sense. Have you ever had a moment where you've been like, this is way too much. Like I'm tired of revealing everything about myself. And how did you get past that to continue doing the pod? I've never felt like it's been too much to reveal because I'm, I curated a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I also feel like it's now my passion and purpose in life is to help with this kind of thing. I've been doing it for so long that now it's also ingrained in my identity. I would say what is a lot is doing the podcast on top of having a day job, on top of now a relationship, moving, two lives blending together, keeping my personal life intact as well, because I was a person before I was a couple. So it's a juggling act for sure, but I'm really good at logistics and organization and time management. So that I have working for me. But again, I'm also a human being and not always a robot. And it's a lot. It's a lot to manage. And sometimes things suffer as a result. Sometimes I show up to the podcast and I'm exhausted and I'm a listener more than I am a speaker on that show. But other times, you know, I might be really psyched about the topic and nothing's going to hold me back. (laughs) It's really cool that you have the balance of two other people to help kind of offset that. Oh, and then sometimes a guest. And then I'm like, oh, this guest is going to be chatty. Perfect. (laughs) But you had alluded earlier to uh, you would take on acting gigs if they come up. If they, it seems like you were kind of on the fence. Can you tell us a little bit more about where you are with the acting world? Yes. So I have been acting since I was little and I loved it because I love performing. I did theater. I did TV. I've done all sorts of things. I've done commercials. But what I didn't like about it was that I wasn't in charge of it. I couldn't control it. It's not like you do a job well and then you get promoted and you understand what that path might look like because it's laid out for you. I was in a position where I needed to make money. I needed security. And so I took on you know, a career path that I could rely on. Um, I was kind of on my own early on, not early on. I don't know what parents do with their kids these days, but I went to college. It was a very expensive college. And then my parents had financial hardship. So I had to fend for myself that put things in perspective. So I needed like a safe route, if you will. And not that careers were safe because people are getting laid off left and right these days, but Mm -hmm. I needed something that I could hold on to and rely on. So a steady paycheck with the acting thing, it does take a lot of time. You do need to be more available. Like I have an agent and he will send me an audition. I'm like, I literally cannot find time in my day-to-day between my day job and all these other things to wash my hair, put on makeup, film myself or find somebody to film it, edit it and get it in, in the right amount of time. So that does fall by the wayside because of just time limitations. I mean, now I have a built-in cameraman, Mm -hmm. so that's cool. So we'll see how things go now that I have that, but 
I'm actually using his desk right now to join you on your podcast. Thankfully, um, he's banished to the bedroom, but um, it helps having somebody around that can be there to help. Um, I lived alone before this. So I was like, neighbors, anybody, somebody film me. I didn't have a tripod. I didn't have natural light. I didn't have good acoustics. Nothing was set up for success to try and actually propel my acting um, career forward at all. So I would do like really easy asks for any sort of commercial things that I could just record on my own. I think COVID made that a lot easier though, not having to go into a casting office mm -hmm. and, you know, drive park, you know, in LA, it's crazy to try and get anywhere midday mm -hmm. or at all, just in general. So mm -hmm. the whole virtual thing made everything so much more accessible. But again, I didn't have a cameraman, natural light, clean hair. Because I would work out before my work day and sit at the computer in sweatpants and I looked like a treasure troll. And then suddenly my agent would be like, uh, can you whip up this five sides, five pages of dialogue and send it over? I'm like, oh no. Absolutely I cannot. And then, you know, he got tired of hearing no as well. So we're we're looking ahead though in 2023. We might bring it back. I, I do like commercial acting a lot. Um, I'm actually on a commercial right now that has been airing for eight years, seven years. I'm wow. the face of like a, one of the AAA commercials that they've got running. Okay. So now that we're talking about, it, it's kind of like an ad you'll see on Instagram. It's just going to show up and you're never going to get rid of it. You're going to hear <laughs> my voice and it's going to be a thing. So good luck to you when you see it. I'm very tan in it and my hair is down and I have like a call center um, microphone across my face. Mm -hmm. Like as though if you call AAA, you're going to get me on the other side. So, you know, if the time comes where I have more time, and can actually do it and do it well. It's definitely not out of the question. I love it. I actually want to be my boyfriend's manager. I'm like, come on, you're attractive. You're tall. You have a certain look. Let's, I'm going to be your manager. Let's make you an influencer. Let's make you a model. Let's go. So maybe that's what's going to happen. Who knows? I'm well, I hope the residuals of that commercial are helping with the student loans. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the, day job, the, day, the day job covers that, but you know, everything helps. The podcast helps the uh, AAA commercial. They actually have me re-record um, from my home quite often because every time they change pricing, I have to be the voice that they have recording the pricing because it has to match the existing video. So I do a lot of ADR from home. Wow. Do you have a studio for that? Nope. Just a little microphone I plug in like the podcast. Wow. They'll play my voice and I will mimic it. Wow. Your voice really is cool. so magnetic too. I mean, the second you came on, it was like, oh, oh my God, my eardrums were in shock because of just oh, entered my ears. Like, like thank, you. thank you. I will know. say my AAA voice is a little different. It's like much more sing song. <laughs> Call now. <laughs> now that you say it, I feel like I've heard it. <laughs> Probably. It's a lot, it's a higher pitch, it's more melodic, it's less raspy. Um, it's that. So, you know, call now and get yourself some AAA if you really want it. I well, love it. I don't know about calling now for AAA insurance. I am curious with all of what you described, you know, having to be responsible for in a single day, what are parts of your morning routine that really help with like planning a strong foundation for your day? Oh, my morning routine is solid. And when it gets interfered with, I am not a happy camper. Mm -hmm. So I have perfected it. Um, I wake up at the very early six o'clock time frame, 
I then will leisurely get out of bed. It's like a six to six fifteen moment where I cuddle the dog. We, you know, open our eyes. We get acclimated to the fact that we are starting the day. Get up, walk her, come back, have coffee. I read Katie Kirk's newsletter every single morning. It is lovely. It is lighthearted, but she also touches on world news. She also covers health and wellness, celebrity stuff, shopping. It's mm-hmm amazing. Everything's in there. She is my, my spirit best friend. Then I practice French or Spanish, depending on the day. I think weekdays are my Spanish, you know, weekends are French because I really want to learn Spanish. Um, well, I should know Spanish, honestly, cause I'm from Miami, but I want to be fluent in it at some point. So I'm working toward that. French is, you know, the weekends just for fun. And so do that on Duolingo. Then I make my way to the gym. I work out for 30 to an hour and then I get myself on the computer and start my work day. Wow. That's an incredible routine. I also meant to mention that we both have rescue dogs from South Korea. What? Yes. Well, one, I love that you did your research because that is amazing. And two, she is my pride and joy. How did you end up with a rescue dog from South Korea? So everyone on this podcast is probably so sick of me talking about this, but basically um, (laughs) when my parents like got, went through a divorce, I had a miniature poodle that was Oscar rescue. And my mom got me this dog as like a, you're going through a lot kid through this divorce. Like here's a dog to help make you feel better. Right. And then last year, or I guess now two years ago, my, that dog passed away and I was like totally beside myself about it. Like didn't know what I was going to do because that dog got me through like such a hard time, you know? Yeah. So then I was like, I need to get another dog. Like I can't live my life without a dog because I'm just such a dog person. So I went on the internet and I found this black miniature poodle, which is what I had been looking for, who was in South Korea. And it was from an organization that's incredible. Their name's Joey and Bailey. I don't know if you've heard of them, Um, but they find families that are in LA and pair them with dogs that are in South Korea. But they've gotten a lot of attention, which is great. So they get like 50 to 100 applications per dog now. So I was like, there is absolutely no way that I'm getting this dog. I was so like sure of it. And my boyfriend wanted to kill me because we recently moved in together. But at the time we weren't living together. And he was like, there is absolutely no way you can get a dog. Like we travel too much. He was in New York and I was in LA at the time. So he was like, you can't have a dog. There's absolutely no way that you can do it. But I like kept going through the application process. I was like, you have nothing to do with this. I'm getting the dog. And um, they approved me miraculously. And now I've had him for like almost, yeah, two years, I guess now. I love that love story. And I honestly think the love between like a girl or a guy and their dog is so special. It's magic. It's kind of like what dreams are made of. That's the rom-com we all want reality to actually look like, but it's with our animals. I want to go back to this bit about the boyfriend because like you talked a little bit about how the podcast has changed now that your co-host is married, has two kids and you're living with your boyfriend. Has it changed at all? Like what you're willing to reveal about your relationship or is everything on the table? Everything's on the table. Obviously I'm not going to reveal certain details that are actually very private, but more high level, like Mm -hmm. the moving stuff, any challenges that we've had, or if we've had an argument or, you know, I said something ridiculous once to him and I called myself out on the podcast about it because I handled it badly. Or we'll talk about how, if we do have an issue, how we handle it. Um, So really high level things, because I think it's a good example of a couple of things. One, 
being in a new relationship and what that looks like and going through all of those different milestones and problems and things that you have to learn how to deal with together because it's not so much the fight that's the issue or the argument, it's how you recover. And if two people are willing to actually work through stuff, you can have a successful relationship. Otherwise, that's when things explode and that's when things are volatile or you know, it becomes this weird toxic bond. And so I also wanted to give the audience a real like inside look into it because they've heard me on my dating journey. So now I'm not gonna like withhold my relationship journey because I think there's a lot that I've grown up on the podcast doing, or I've, I've, I guess I've grown up while on the podcast. And so I wanted to show that all of these things, you know, when you put them into practice, you actually can see results. So if anything, I'm like a test monkey, you know, I'm out there doing all the dating and making all the mistakes and trying all the things that people say to do. And then with all of that learning, here we are, hopefully in a successful relationship. And if not, I know how to break up with people. (laughs) (laughs) And then the podcast will hear all about it. (laughs) Exactly. Better content. What do you think through all of that experiences are your top three pieces of dating advice? And it could be related to like, you know, if you're single or now that you're living with your boyfriend, whichever you prefer. Don't make excuses for anybody, not yourself, not them, nobody. People show you who they are in one way or another, believe them. That's one. I take that. Work on yourself always and only be with somebody who works on themselves. That makes life so much easier because if you are aware you have flaws and they are aware they have flaws, you can communicate about it because no one is perfect and there's no, you know, weird the jig is not up because like you're telling somebody hey you messed up it's like obviously we're all going to mess up at some point Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're human beings and so when two people are very aware and in touch with that and vulnerable and open and can communicate where you're at at any given point you can work through that hopefully because you're both you know using skills and tools that you're being taught while in therapy or whatever the case may be self-help books listening to podcasts however you actually work on yourself meditation just work on yourself and look for somebody who also does um because then they're not as stubborn and you can get through to them so good and then also if you're like let's do couples therapy they're not like ew that's terrifying they're like cool sounds good mine or yours you know yeah totally And then I guess the last thing I would say is talk about the hard stuff always. Mm -hmm. And also in, in conjunction with that, don't be the cool girl or guy or person. The cool person isn't cool at all. They're just a facade of a real person that probably has a lot of cracks and flaws and quirks and is actually way more charming and endearing without the facade than they'll ever be with it. So just let it all out. I sure do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's worked out because it either weeds out the ones that aren't right or it attracts the ones that are. My boyfriend loves the weirdest things about me. The things that I think are so nuts or ugly or just weird. He thinks is so adorable. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess you're my person then. Cause Aww. that's not for everybody. <laughs> and you said eight months you've been together so far. Yeah. That's so cool. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations you. On moving in together too. That's quite a step. Oh, sure is. It's not been easy. It's been a challenge. Not because of us, but because it's so different. I was living alone for 10 years. I was on my own terms, doing my own thing. Even with the dog, had our routine without him. 
And now it's like a whole adjustment to the hours in the day, the life, the who we hang out with when, you know, do we do that together? Do we, we have obligations to each other's people now. So we've got to go away for his friend's birthday. Then we've got my friend's birthday and his friend's birthday on the same night. Whose friend do you pick? It's a whole thing. Yeah, no, the moving in changes a lot. I've been with my boyfriend for seven years now, but we just moved in together in August. And like the challenges that come up, but we do what you talked about. We have like a happy hour, we call it, where we talk about all the hard things like money, you know, what's bothering you about the person, what's going well, but it makes all the difference. But he's completely taken over dog duties. I'm not proud of myself, but I don't do anything anymore. <laughs> oh, I love that for you. Don't do less. You know what you do? You give love, you communicate, you probably pour a drink during the happy hour. I also love that you call it a happy hour because that is like already a mentality you're going in to have the check in from a positive place. So, that's a good branding there. Happy hour. We're going to have a happy hour. Um, we do monthly check-ins, but I'm going to definitely rebrand it. 10 out of 10 recommend. It's been game changing. I love it. Uh, see, but this is why people need to get comfortable talking about this stuff. And so I think that, you know, going back to your earlier question about, will you know, is it ever too much? I feel a responsibility at this point to do it. Like, you know, it's like Grey's Anatomy. It's a teaching hospital. I have to give back. Alejandro, would you like to jump into our DM questions? Yes, I want to know what was the funniest or wildest or most intriguing DM that you've ever received? Okay, well, dick pics aside. Um, oh, God, yeah, dick pics aside. <laughs> like, truly don't understand. I didn't ask for it. I don't know you. This is not going to be what sells me on you and gets me to respond. I just, was there a manual that was sent out to all these people and they said, do this to get someone to love you? Especially if it's totally unsolicited and like it just pops up out of nowhere. Like, what? why? why? But why? Anybody ask for this? <laughs> And so like, I won't respond. And then you get the series of questions and I'm like, D -d -d read the room, yeah. kind person who I've never spoken to in my life. If I'm not responding, it's because I'm not going to respond and I'm not interested. But anyway, so that aside, I've gotten a lot of um, DMs about either congratulating me on different phases of my dating relationship mm -hmm. life or people asking questions writing to say like, oh, you know, I'm I'm planning a date. Is this a good idea? Or is this a bad idea? Or what kind of wine should I get? Um, how, oh, people ask all the time how to let somebody down easy, because I believe that you should never ghost no matter what, unless you're in danger and need to block somebody, you should always give somebody closure because that just makes the world go round. And then it prevents hopefully people from going cuckoo in the future because they're jaded or decided that when you do this, this is the result. It's not always the result. So I have like stock messages I've used throughout the course of my dating career, whether it's, you know, I don't want to see the person again or checking in to see if you are seeing the person again or ending something, what have you. Um, I really believe that you need to close the loop. So people will ask me for them because I talk about them on the show all the time. Um, so I'll just copy and paste them out and send them back to them and they use them and they'll be like, oh, wow, that actually really did work. I got such a favorable response. Thanks so much. So it's really nice to see that we're spreading good behavior around. In fact, I once actually got one of my texts in response to me, like it had made its way back to me. And I was like, wow, that's annoying, but also great. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Do you think that they listened to your podcast and used your words against you? 
No, I think maybe like it was just a ripple effect. Like that's also, it's such a small community of daters, if you will, in LA. So, you know, maybe there was some intermingling, if you will. Like maybe I dated somebody who dated somebody who dated somebody who dated somebody who made its way back to me. Did you think that dating in LA was harder than dating in other cities? Well, I moved here when I was 21. So I've only really dated here. I mean, that's not necessarily true. I've had like a few flings, if you will, in Miami or random things throughout, but LA is a beast of its own. I just, it's something special because people don't move here to find love. They move here for aspirations and careers and all that kind of stuff. It's just, I think on the back burner until people are like, well, you know, maybe I should go out or maybe that would be fun or I should finally take it seriously. So you've got a lot of Peter Pan syndrome. You got a lot of people who put themselves first in one way or another, you know, might be a little egocentric and might be also a little out of touch with reality because they're jaded by whatever LA has to offer them and celebrities and models and people who they think they might end up with. And then you're just like a regular person. (laughs) So I don't know. It's been, it's been a journey and I'm very grateful. I found my boyfriend actually right before I met him, I was dating somebody else. And I was also in Miami. I like started dating somebody moved to Miami for three weeks just to like be back at home and rent an apartment and live a Miami lifestyle and date. And I was like, maybe my person's in Miami and I'll just bring them back here with me or I'll move back to Miami. We'll see. I'm just going to give it a chance. So I did date two people while I was in Miami very briefly came back, went to back to the guy I dated before I went to Miami. And then that ended and I met my guy. So I think I was just putting the dating vibes out there, but it was easier to date in Miami. That's for sure. How serendipitous. I know. Look at us. And now we might one day move back to Miami. So it all, you know, comes full circle, really. Oh my God. You really love Miami. I do. I'm from there. It's my home. That's beautiful. I mean, I'm from the Midwest and I I don't know, since being out here, I can't really see myself going back, but I'm, you know, never say never, I suppose, but never say never, you know, I didn't think I'd necessarily want to move back to Miami because LA has a lot of similar qualities, but I just, my soul misses it. Oh, you know what? And the ocean is warmer on that side of the country than it is over here, right? Exactly. Are you, are you like, do you, do you get into water sports or like being in the No, ocean? I don't do any sort of sports. I do a sitting sport where sitting I sport, sit yes. and someone brings me a cocktail. So um, well, we love I'm that too. Yes. Olympian at that. I'm so good. So I challenge you. No. no, truly accept it. I'm, I'll kill it. So I just love that lifestyle. Like it's yeah. so much more of like a tropical vacation environment all the time. And I just, you know, I miss it. I miss that vibe. Cause like also in LA, it's been raining and gloomy and gross. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the heck am I doing here? Yeah, you hate to hear it. Like, hate to hear it. Cause like, I didn't move to the West side with him to sit at and stare at the rain. I mean, honestly, that was kind of <laughs> cozy. It's cozy and I'm a homebody. So it does kind of work a little bit, but I'm over it. Wait, West side. Have you been to Blue Star Donuts? In, yes. Uh, oh my yeah. God. I love, love. <laughs> so good and it's also ironic that LA has great donuts but everybody's like so worried about calories oh, <laughs> my god real thin it's insane the yeah, city yeah. of Zempic and donuts I don't mm-hmm. even so crazy well the this week's DM of the week asks what's the part about hosting that intrigues you the most I think hosting for me is 
the most authentic performance you can do short of maybe comedy, like if you're a stand-up comedian, but even that is an act. But I think for me, hosting is you just asking questions. So your true curiosity coming out, your true passions coming out, really hearing people communicate and can go deep, you know, and also get people to reveal weird things about themselves. And you never know where the conversation is going to go. So I think hosting to me is just authenticity, if you will. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you said that. I'm watching on Showtime a series about the comedy store. And there have been several comedians who have podcasts uh, at a time during their careers where maybe not a lot was going on or they needed some way to build an audience as authentically as possible. And they, several people who have podcasts were expounding upon the very same thing that you were just describing. And even hosting here, it's an interesting way to like, not only learn about another person or the guests that we have on, but, you know, to be better at not using ums and uhs, little things like mm -hmm. that, or being present, you know, and like listening to the conversation and actually like using follow-up questions that make sense rather than, oh, well, let's get through this interview of sorts. So, yeah, I, I love that you shared all of that because it is it's a wonderful world to be a part of. <laughs> it actually is. I mean, not everyone can do it. I often, you know, at work will feel bad when somebody has a fear of public speaking or they're afraid to contribute during a conversation because they don't want to sound silly. I'm like, oh, I literally cannot keep my mouth shut. If I have a thought, it's out of my mouth. It's like Tourette's. And sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's like, really? You said that out loud? Okay, well, no one's fired you yet. So keep doing it. <laughs> but it's... You know, I think also if you're a host that has been trained to not say, um, or like instead you say yes, and you do move conversations forward. In fact, it's gotten me in trouble with dating actually, because I can hold a conversation and ask questions. And I think sometimes on the receiving end, people thought I was more interested in them than mm -hmm. I was, mm -hmm. but I was just trying to pass the time or find something that was worthwhile <laughs> in being there. Like, can I learn something? Can I find some sort of topic to talk about from this on the podcast? Like, or I just need to like eject myself and get the hell out of here, but which I've done, I've actually left many a dates, but in terms of like the conversations had it's, deepen them and so I think you know sometimes people are like wait you seem so interested in me I'm like oh <laughs> yes I can't turn it off I relate to that so much my boyfriend calls me the question master because I'm just like bop 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 on questions and sometimes he just really doesn't want to talk he just wants to be in silence you know and that's the thing you learn about when you uh, move in after being together for seven years because you know I, I called him before so I was like ready to have this long conversation but he could just not answer me if he didn't want to talk, but now he has to talk to me and that's a problem. That's so funny. Does that happen for you in the mornings? Like it does for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really all times day, but like particularly in the mornings. Yes. Um, and also because he's a lot more like regimented about his mornings than I am. So he's the one who like takes the dog out. He gets in the shower, he starts his calls and everything. And I'm kind of like a slower mover in the morning, but I'm like ready for a conversation and he's just not there for it. Yeah. I'm like, hello. I was just sleeping for eight hours. I have thoughts to talk to you about. I have things to say. I missed you. You were yeah. like, now we're back and yeah. we'll sit on the couch. We have like a routine, but he'll look at me and be like, 
Do you have something to read or do in your phone? Maybe. Like, yeah. No, I have 72 questions to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> the worst after he hangs out with anybody who I haven't seen in a while. I'm like, so how is their family? What's their dog doing? How are they doing at school? He's like, I don't know. I didn't ask any of these questions. Well, you know, just send you in. That was a misstep. But exactly. Could have found out a lot more. But Jed, it was so nice having you here. We really appreciate you taking the time. You have such an eloquence about you and I could immediately tell that you were a host because of your comedic timing. So thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and big fan. Love the show. And I hope that uh, we can work together again in the future. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Why don't you tell our audience where we can stay updated not only on the podcast, but all things that are Jennifer Golden. Oh, yes, lovely. Um, you can find out all things about the podcast at Complicated Show or wherever you get your podcast. It's complicated. You will see a picture of our faces. Can't miss it. We are in a wine stain. So just so you know, all good conversations start with wine. Um, but we are there. We release an episode every week on Wednesdays. And then if you'd like to stay up to date on all things me, you can find me at Jennifer Golden on social media. Thank you. Thank you again for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you, guys. All right, all right. That was amazing. Jennifer Golden, I'm so in awe by Lauren. What were your thoughts on this episode? So incredible. Amazing. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. And if you're as soon as you listen to this episode, go check out It's Complicated Pod because clearly we need to be listening to that podcast. That's it. Take us back to our damsels in the DMs dating content days. We're here for it. And as always, do not forget to subscribe to Damsels in the DMs to come up pod. We are always ready for your voicemails, your letters, any questions or DMs that you want to send us. And yeah, take it back to dating if you want, or if you have something of concern within your career or projects that you're working on or entrepreneurial endeavors that you're beginning send them to us we're, yes. we're here to help we're here to listen we we'll help. be posting the people that we're having on the podcast so please send us your dm of the week questions we love hearing what you're interested in knowing and as always subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast that helps us to keep creating more content that's it all right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. Until next time. Going down in the DMs. Bye. DMs, DMs. We don't need them. We just leave them. Please. Yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.